0: Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's. A special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us today as well. When there is a tragedy, a shooting, or a war, or a big car accident, people need to turn somewhere. Sometimes they turn to blaming whoever they perceive to be at fault. Sometimes they turn inward and downward. But the Lord reminds us today that in the midst of any tragedy... Turn to him. It's a reminder to repent, turn away from our sins, and turn toward him in trust. We'll hear more about that in our service and our sermon today. Let's begin with our opening hymn. We'll sing that together. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose
1: sin the Lord does not count
0: them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty Amen. and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us according to your promises in Christ Jesus. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. be with you, also with you. Let us pray. Amen. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith, to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first lesson today from Exodus chapter 3 serves as the basis for our sermon. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. The word of the Lord. Continue with the psalm. second lesson today from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The Lord urges us to look to the examples of those in the Old Testament and in the scriptures too, to remind us to repent. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test Christ, as some of them did, and were killed by snakes. Do not grumble, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples, and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is Faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. The Word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel acclamation we sing together. today from Luke 13, Jesus urges us to repent and also reminds us of the Lord's patience with us. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, o Please be seated for our next hymn.
2: Grace and peace to you from the great I Am, brothers and sisters in Him. Over the past few weeks, there's been this little strong thread behind the scenes of these readings we've had in church. Two weeks ago, we had Jesus tested, and remember what Satan said to Jesus in the desert? I know what God is saying, if you just throw yourself down from this high point of the temple. it's all going to be okay. I know what God is saying. Of course we know the rest of the story. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus did not jump. Jesus essentially replied to Satan, I do know what God is saying and I'm not going to do it. Last week we had Jesus looking over the entire city of Jerusalem. And he certainly understood the will of God. That's what he was here for. And he looks out over this city, the city of people for which the city is going to die in and of people he was going to die for. And yet they were refusing his protection. How I long to gather you like hen, like the hen gathers its chicks. Here he understood <clears throat> the will of God. And all of these people were rejecting the protection God wanted to provide for them in sending Jesus. And so all he could do was weep. Today goes in line with that thread too, but it takes us back to the Old Testament to a man named Moses. Moses was a man who grew up in Egypt, born in Egypt, grew up in Egypt. And he grew up in Pharaoh's household, which means he understood science, he understood math, he probably understood pyramid making, and I'm not joking with that. He understood all of the gods of Egypt. He understood Egyptian culture, religion. He understood Egyptian politics. You know, it's very, very possible that Moses even one day could have become Pharaoh of Egypt. He could have excelled in Pharaoh's household and had it all in a manner of speaking. And if you look at the book of Hebrews, it says Moses would have rather identified and did identify with the people of Israel rather than have all of the luxury of Egypt. And so at 40 years old, Moses thought he knew what God was saying. He wanted to be the leader of the people of Israel. He wanted them to rally behind his leadership, and he wanted them to overthrow, it looks like, Egyptian rule and get back at their, their terrible taskmasters. And so one day, when he saw, at 40 years old, when he saw an Israelite being mistreated by an Egyptian... Later that day, Moses took on that Egyptian and killed him. And you know what the people didn't do? They didn't rally behind Moses. Instead, the next day, word got out that it was Moses who murdered this this soldier. And now, all of a sudden, Moses has to flee for his life. He runs, runs far away. Here was a super intelligent man in all of the land had it all, thought he knew what God was saying, but he was so completely wrong. Four years have passed now from that event. Moses is now 80 years old, and he's not a prominent man in Pharaoh's family anymore. He's this lowly shepherd, just tending the sheep. He's all off on his own. And so here he goes a little bit further on the outskirts of Midian, the territory. He's in a mountain range that the Israelites would later come to, and he sees this incredible sight. He sees a bush that's on fire, and yet the bush doesn't burn up. And so it would have fascinated any one of us. And so curiosity got the better of him, and you know what Moses did? He followed the science. He went over and he wanted to investigate what was going on with this. And it looks like he would have gone right up to that bush to study it with all of his earthly faculties until God speaks from the bush and says, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am, do not come any closer, God said, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground, we call this a theophany, it just means a God appearance, God appeared on earth, this was the presence of God, and Moses had no clue, I want you to understand that. That is the thread going throughout this entire thing. Here is God making a miraculous appearance on earth and Moses had no idea to the point where God has to shout out, Moses, this is sacred space. Don't you dare come any closer to judge me by your human understanding and your human wisdom. You are not going to be over me. In fact, have you no manners, Moses? Moses. Take off your sandals. You just have no idea. It is God who is here. Why is this so hard for people? Why is this so hard for people to understand what is sacred and what God is thinking versus what is profane or what is secular? Secular. I mean, even in our gospel lesson today, you had all kinds of people thinking they could read the mind of God and that they knew what God was saying and thinking. Jesus, there were these people that were killed and they were butchered and and they had sacrifices and their blood was mixed with the blood of their sacrifices. That would have been just a hideous thing. Just a a very grotesque scenario and you you can read in between the lines exactly what they're saying, Why was God so angry at these people that he allowed this to happen to them? Certainly that's what was going on because otherwise God certainly would have protected them and never would have let this happen. What did they do that was so terrible? Or they give a second illustration. The 18 that died when the tower at Siloam fell on them. Why why were they so bad that that tower fell? Here they were doing a good thing. They were building a tower. What kind of sins did they commit that God would have permitted this to happen? Certainly he must have been upset with them to let these things go. And and, and you see this curious little factor to our human thinking. If God is our God, shouldn't he let us be successful? Shouldn't life just be hunky-dory for us? Shouldn't, Shouldn't it just go the way we want it to go? And... And we think like that, don't we? Hmm. When the money's flowing. When the promotion comes our way. When our team wins whatever, the game, the match. When everything's just fine. When the guy proposes to the girl and she says yes. Everything outward looks great. Everything outward is going the way we want it to go. God must be on our side. And then there are those scenarios though where it's the tooth cracks and the kid breaks a bone and the person hits our car in a hit and run and takes off and gets away with it and we're left with the damage. And the laptop dies, and the roof leaks, and it goes on and on and on. And usually those things just don't happen as a one-off. It's like these things tend to happen in threes or fours or more, over and over. And, And you know how this works. And then you start thinking, boy, God, are you really on my side? What's going on here? What did I do? And we haven't even talked about the tough ones yet, the tornado hits. Or the pandemic strikes and and it just ruffles feathers all across the country. Or death occurs. Or that awful hideous incident that happened in Texas where a number of people died in a van accident. And all of a sudden we take our human logic and we take our human education and our human understanding and we inject it into the scenario and we rush in just like Moses. And we presume to understand, just like the tower falling on those 18 people. And our feet enter into a place where even angels fear to tread. Oh, we know what God is saying. Certainly they did something bad. Certainly they must have deserved this. Certainly, and on and on and on. Do you understand? We have no idea. No human being has any idea what the will of God is in those scenarios if God hasn't said. Do you know what we know about God? The only thing we can say for certain about God is what he has revealed in his Bible. That's it. Nobody knows anything about the mind of God, the will of God, or what God is saying apart from what he has revealed in his book. That's it. Even Moses had no idea, as he's approaching this burning bush, anything about the will of God or what God was saying until God finally revealed it to him. And do you understand, in this context, God hadn't spoken for 400 years. He spoke to Abraham, he spoke to Isaac, he spoke to Jacob, and then he said nothing from Jacob's day All the way until this incident with Moses, 400 years, God said nothing. So why did he appear now to talk to Moses? Because he wanted to make his will clear. In Moses' day, they had no Bible yet. Moses is the one who wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so God is appearing to Moses to make his will clear. This is what he's saying. Moses, now's the time. It is now time to lead these people out of Egypt. I have heard their distress. I have listened to their prayers. I know what's going on in their lives. And Moses, it's time to act. I want you to lead these people out. It is time for me to honor my word and my promise that I gave them, that I gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I want to lead them out and bring them to the promised land. And now's the time. I am going to do it. It's time to act. And he even gave Moses one huge authoritative support and backbone behind all of this. He gave them his name. God said, I am who I am. No, nobody names their kid that today. And so it's a strange name to our ears. I am who I am. What does it mean? Well, first he says, I. God is a personal being. An individual, just like you are an I. You are your own person. God is his own personal being. But he doesn't just say I, he says I am. Not I was, not I used to be, not I will be. He says I am. It means he's a constant He doesn't change. He didn't lose his abilities from yesterday to today, or he doesn't gain something tomorrow, per se. He is the unchangeable I am who is faithful ever in the present. But then he says, I am who I am, which is fascinating, too. He doesn't say, I am what you are, a sinner. He doesn't say, I am who you are, a human being, He says, I am who I am. I'm distinct from you. I am separate from you. Our existence depends on God. If he would take it away, we would fall into dust right away. But his existence is not dependent on us. He's independent from us. He is above us and completely separate from us. If you look at who we are from day to day, we aren't even the same we were yesterday. We've changed. Our bodies have changed already from yesterday to today. We're not the same people we were five years ago, ten years ago. And the promises we made yesterday, even if we have been faithful to them today, the way sinful people work is that they don't often honor their promises even into tomorrow. The kind of people we are is sinful, fickle, changing people day in and day out. And even if we understood the difference between what is sacred and what is secular, even when God does reveal his will to us and we understand what he's saying, we do the same thing Moses does. God told him five times, I want you to be a leader and go to Egypt now. Five times God reassured him, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. Here's my name. I'm going to send your brother to help you. And what did Moses do five times to the presence of the Lord? Eh, who am I to go? Why should they listen to me? I'm not a very good speaker. And finally, on the fifth one, Lord, can't you just send somebody else to do it? That's when the anger of the Lord burned against Moses. Don't let the anger of the Lord burn against you. Which is exactly why Jesus teaches us what the will of God is in the gospel lesson today. The will of God for sinners like you and me day in and day out is simple. It's to repent. It's to turn away from all of our sin and to turn to the tremendous leader God sent. Not a leader like Moses, but a leader like his own son, where Jesus even said in the New Testament, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus declared himself to be this person who appeared at the burning bush to Moses, as Moses God. I am, and the book of Hebrews tells us exactly who Jesus is. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. He is the great I am who doesn't change, who keeps his promises to people like us. And you know what he's promised? Never once has he promised you're going to have a successful life on earth. Never once has he promised every single situation in life is going to go easy for you. Instead, he actually said quite the opposite. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. But he promises to be faithful to us through thick and thin. He promises to forgive our sins. He promised to defeat sin for us. He promised to defeat the devil for us. And he did. He promised even to defeat death for us. And to lead us out of this life (laughs) to the promised land. And to give us eternal life. Where success reigns because of the work of Jesus Christ. And so whether life is great or is challenging, whether the money is great for you or is really, really tight for you, no matter what your circumstances in life are, Jesus says, don't try to figure out the mind of God and what he's saying apart from the word. Instead, when we go to the Bible, he says, day in and day out, no matter who you are, repent and turn to the one who doesn't change and trust his forgiveness and patiently wait for him. Why? Because the last time he's talked to us was 2000 years ago in the person of Jesus, and then in the apostles, and having the people write the New Testament. It's basically been 2,000 years since God has spoken. That's a long time. But through faith in Jesus, in the great leader and rescuer God has given to his people, who conquered the cross, you and I know exactly what God is saying. You and I know exactly where this is going. And so we trust him. We trust him for our today. And turn to him today. Because now is the time. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God which surpasses our understanding may it guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the
3: communion of saints,
2: the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
0: Please be seated for the responsive prayer of the church. Heavenly Father, you loved the world and gave your Son to free us from sin and death by his obedient death on the cross. We for your love. Lord of the church, we thank you for the treasure of the gospel. By your Spirit, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Guard and guide those who carry a cross in the name of Christ and face ridicule and persecution for the sake of the kingdom, missionaries and chaplains, young people who stand up for what is right in the face of pressure to do what is wrong, and all who pay a high price for their faith and values as Christians. By your spirit, Lord, grant them patience and endurance. Keep in your care those who carry heavy burdens in life, the sick and the chronically ill, the depressed and the lonely, Those torn by conflict and personal relationships, and those victimized by war and injustice. Comfort all who face the terrors of life with a heavy heart. Watch over those who care for others pastors and counselors, physicians and nurses, social workers and caring friends, all who feed the hungry, comfort the hurting. And stand beside the dying Lord we praise you for the healthy birth of Riley Ruth boys daughter of Courtney and Dylan boys please watch over this young family and graciously grant new birth to Riley in holy baptism hear us as we pray in silence Help us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Keep us faithful even to the point of death that we may receive the crown of life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. continue with the next hymn. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated for our closing hymn. Thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning and thanks to those of you who are tuning in online as well. A couple of announcements for today. Today we begin a new Bible class unit in the gym looking at the roles of men and women. Pastor Miller will be leading that. We also have Sunday school and uh, child care for that down in the uh, school wing this morning. And a new youth group Bible study unit starting up today. Uh, The theme empty connecting Christ's resurrection uh, to our lives as Christians. A little bit later this week on Wednesday we have a Lenten supper from 5.15 until 6.15 and then the 6.30 service uh, this coming Wednesday evening and then this Friday morning since it doesn't happen uh, every week I just wanted to mention it that the Men's Bible Study, our next installment of that this Friday at 6 o'clock a.m. Then we've got our latest Lancer link to view this morning.
4: Hello, and welcome to the March 2022 edition of the Lancer Link. Greetings from Manitowoc Lutheran High School. We are extremely thankful for the countless blessings that God continues to shower on us each and every day. Recently, we had a winter festival week. This week was celebrated by special theme dress-up days throughout the week. There was also a three-point shooting competition for boys and girls, along with a speedball tournament between classes. The week was then concluded by a dance for all the students. Enrollment for this coming school year is now open. The deadline for the school choice program is April 15th. We would love to see many more students at Manitowoc Lutheran High School this coming year. We have another new teacher to introduce to you. Let's get to know a little more about her and her family right now.
3: Hi there, I'm Erin Hulse, the new teacher in the English department. I'm currently teaching sophomores and seniors. I grew up in a called worker family, so I have lived all over the United States. I attended high school at Arizona Lutheran Academy and had my dad as a teacher all four years there. I also had him as my teacher for fifth through seventh grade as well. And actually, my parents just retired from Arizona to West Bend, Wisconsin. It has been awesome living close to them again, now that my own family has moved to Wisconsin as well. My husband, Ryan, is the Director of Mission Advancement here at Lutheran High. We have three kids, Malachi is a sophomore here, and our younger two, Tristan and Dakota, attend Emanuel in town. Most of our time is taken up with our children's activities and running them all over to those. It's a crazy time of life right now, but we wouldn't have it any other way. And we can't forget our three-year-old puppy, Griffey, named after the great Ken Griffey Jr. My husband grew up in Washington State, so that explains the name. I'll be taking over this year as the head varsity softball coach. I have been coaching varsity softball for 10 years already, as I was the head coach at St. Cory Lucerne in the Twin Cities. Softball has always been a big part of my life, I was blessed to be able to play at Martin Luther College in New Ulm. In fact, I played all four years with MLHS alum, Jill LaViolette, now Schultz. We were even the team captains together our senior year. Those are absolutely some of my favorite memories. This school year has gone very fast. As a family, we feel blessed to be part of the Lancer family. Thanks for the warm welcome, and I look forward to many years working together to spread the gospel message to our students and the community.
4: Thanks to Mrs. Hulse for helping us get to know her a little bit. Our capital campaign, entitled Building Our Future on Christ, continues to make progress that will lead to a groundbreaking this summer. All members of the Federation are invited to support the campaign with pledges or donations, especially now as the actual construction gets ready to begin. Please see our website or contact the school for any information about the campaign or how you may participate. On March 24th through the 28th, our National Honor Society students will be going to Arizona to serve two congregations. Twelve of our students will be going along with Mrs. Pouts and Ms. Strafelski. These two congregations are served by Pastor Dan Cole. Pastor Cole served for a number of years in Maribel and his wife, Natasha, taught here at Lutheran High. NHS goes into Arizona with the goal to serve fellow believers, grow in leadership, spread God's word, and most importantly, grow in faith. There are lots of exciting things happening in the Lancer family this spring, and we would love to have you be a part of many, if not all of these activities. Spring Showcase will be at Knox's Silver Valley on March 19th. Doors open at 4.30pm for those with dinner tickets. The event-only part of the evening will start at 6.30 p.m. Entertainment will be provided by Rally Holt. There will be a silent and live auctions and raffles as well, with the proceeds to benefit the Lutheran High track and field program as we work to build our own facilities. Our traditional Easter concert will take place again this year on Wednesday, April 13th at 7 o'clock in the gym. We pray that this sacred concert is a great addition to your Holy Week. Saturday, May 21st, is the date of our PRISM concerts. The concerts are at 4 and 7 p.m. These concerts have all of our MLHS choirs and bands, as well as many solo and small group acts as well. Graduation will take place on May 28th at 10 a.m. All are welcome to come and celebrate in person the graduating class of 2022. A quick note about our live streaming events this spring. The spring musical will not be live streamed. However, the Easter concert, PRISM concert, and graduation will all be live-streamed online. You can find that link under the About tab on the top of our website. Jesus' perfect life, innocent suffering and death, and his resurrection are for each one of us. As we enter this Lenten season, may God grant all of us in the Lancer family a quiet observance of what Jesus has done for us and a glorious celebration of our salvation on Easter Sunday. Thanks for watching. Our next video will be in early June.
0: And are there any other announcements to highlight this morning? If not, please greet those who are worshiping next to you and God's richest blessings on your week.